What's going on? Let the meat takes. Coming back for the college football season. This episode will be dropping just a few days before week zero. We wanted to get it out there because we know you're dying to know what we think about that big game in Dublin between Nebraska and Northwestern. We'll get to that. We'll get to some other things. We'll talk some a little bit of college football history about Auburn and Georgia Tech and you know all these other great storied programs and some not-so-storied programs. Uh, some coaches who are getting some good pay raises and some coaches who are a Faustian bargain to hire. This is a great episode. We're excited to bring it to you. We got a new guest on. His name's Kevin. He is fun to talk to. Yeah, I'm just going to stop doing the intro and let you listen to it. It is finally college football season. This is Let Them Eat Takes. Hey, Kevin, so what are you drinking? I am drinking Maker's Mark and Coca-Cola. Is that because that's your beverage of choice or because how you think this football season is going to go? Both. <laughs> Kevin is a fan of like 17 teams. But what's your? what would you say your main team is? Auburn. I went to Auburn, so I live Old in Dakar. Eagle. Ford. That's right. I... <laughs> We are both eagles and tigers. What about, the, what about the Plainsman? Well, that's the name of the newspaper. And it's the Plainsman because it's in the geographic location of Alabama called the Plains. So that's why they're called the Plainsman. I thought one of their teams was called the Plainsman. Was it the Originally, they, it was a nickname early on. So Really, it's whatever mascot works, right? It's whatever fits the moment, you know? Yeah. Yeah, they're really in, they get into some sort of weird spiritual modalism over on the plains. I'm a fan. I well, I grew, I grew up I grew up in Alabama, and I never understood it either until I went to the damn school and they drilled it into us. You know, the whole war eagle thing. That was a you guys have probably heard the story a million times. The first game against Georgia, some supposedly some Civil War vet had nursed an eagle to health during the war and he brought it to the game and he flew it around Piedmont Park and they started yelling War Eagle and hence that's when that happened. And then somewhere along the line they chose Tigers as the mascot. So go figure, you know. I actually never heard that story, but that's not that surprising. Scott, had you heard that story? Yeah. It's but it gets repeated. But the, what the I, thing that always has bugged me the most about Auburn is why they can't say Jordan correctly. Oh, I, that bugs me too. I can't stand that yeah. either. I will. I refuse to say Jordan. It's Jordan. Yeah. Jordan Hare Stadium. I'm now, not going to. Michael Jordan. Michael Jordan. This great basketball Michael player. Michael Jordan. No, they'll kind say they'll say Michael Jordan, but they they say the reason they do yeah. it that way is because apparently this coach. Shug Jordan pronounced it that way. At least that's what I've read. So Wait, his last name is that who it's named after? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Shug. Shug. S H U G Jordan. He, he probably. I'm not going to say that because who knows? If he <laughs> no, he probably had a speech impediment. I was no, no. I was going to say no. I was going to say speech impediment. I was going to say probably dipped for 40 years and probably well, imagine, like imagine some sort of Forrest mouth Gump cancer coaching your football team. You know, I'm Shug Jordan. <laughs> But keep I, uh, in mind, keep in mind your boy Vince Dooley and Eric Russell also went to Auburn, played football at Auburn before they became dogs. So it's a lot of crossover. Die went the other way, right? That's true. That is true. Pat Die, yep. Yeah, I feel like Georgia and Auburn are like those Germanic royal families. They're just intermarrying, and one day they just all have the same crooked jaw. <laughs> seems, <laughs> seems to be. <laughs> the 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 pattern of things because I remember vaguely remember Kirby Smart almost ended up on the planes years ago. Yeah, and apparently well, Muschamp. Yeah, that Muschamp they were. Did. Yeah, yeah, Muschamp was defensive coordinator for Auburn for a while. Um, and I'm trying to remember because I I think he was there when I was in school as a defensive coordinator, and then we had uh, Chiswick. And it was I don't know when I was when I was a freshman. <laughs> yeah. No, but my my time 
we never lost Alabama when I was there. We went, we lost nine games the four years I was there. And we split with Georgia and split with LSU, but beat Bama four years in a row. Freshman year, we went 13-0. and So I got to experience. Yeah, we had the same. We were both freshmen the same year, I think, because I remember that 13-0 and year. I remember we almost killed there. Junior Rose Green, you know, and I remember the whole stadium cheering his name to wake up, but, you know, took like 30 minutes. <laughs> you know, we talked so much about the Georgia Auburn royal family intermarrying thing. But I guess they went like way out of the the family gene pool to go get Brian Harson. <laughs> right, this is last year. Yeah. <laughs> We're getting ready for Urban Meyer. Oh my gosh! Oh my god! Man. I am ready, full and ready for the scumbag universe. You're ready all he to wants sell to do your soul. Hell, we already sold it to Gus Malzahn. What's a, what's another scumbag down the line? I mean, come on. It's like Voldemort. Like, I've but, already, but what did, I've what already Gus, fractured my soul enough. What did Gus Malzahn do that was, like, so actually terrible? Like, crimes against humanity. So he he never developed a quarterback, ever. Oh, right. It, from football and, standpoints, he yeah. had problems. He, he was obsessed with the idea of six-foot-one white quarterbacks that can't run. To right. run his like glorified triple offense. option, yes. yeah. Just so, go get, just go get cast off Georgia defensive backs, and you're good. That's all you need. Right. That's right, Nick Marshall. But, you know? Yeah, but this so is, it's all football stuff. But Urban Meyer is going to like beat kids with dildos when they like mess the play up. <laughs> which, you know, which, it's a different level. Which was why he would fit right in at Auburn. I mean, it happens <laughs> anyway in the family. I mean, come on, <laughs> yikes. So. Might as well just keep it real, man, you know? No. I can say that. I spent 10 years growing up there, so, you know, well, my I God. survived. Who will Auburn actually try and hire? I don't know. You, I you Honestly, do. the buyout for Harson is so much. It's like I think they would owe him, I think they would owe him another $20 million to buy him out. Um, I don't know who the hell they would try to hire. No, who the hell would want to come, you know, because we got the good old boy system running it. So it's really a shit show. You know, they're going to have to they're going to have to ride this thing out, unfortunately. But I don't think Harson is the was the right pick cause, anyway, because he didn't know anything about recruiting in the South. So, you know, well, he was like the eighth choice. Right. So, yeah. <laughs> so but the, the other thing, getting back to the dual mascot thing, nobody ever gives Bama shit for having, you know, an elephant in a crimson tide. Or Miami Hurricanes, they're the Hurricanes, but their mascot is Ibis. Even Georgia Tech, they have a car in a in a yellow jacket. Well, we the only ones tech, that get shit. I will say, like when you like we make fun of Tech for so many like other reasons. Like that's just, like on the bottom of the list. You know what I mean? Like yeah. somebody, <laughs> My, there's Miami, easier targets than, than a car. Miami, you, know? you go to like the you know the cocaine and strippers atmosphere, or the fact <laughs> that they like play at an ancient stadium an hour off campus before it got blown up. Well, I lit, I worked at Miami for a while. Um, and it's an interesting story. They started out their private school. And the reason they're private schools, because when they, when the people who were building it went up to Tallahassee to get state funds for it, the state told them, Hey, you, we think it's great. You want a university down there, but we're not going to give you any money. So they they built they opened doors in 1925 and in 1926, ironically enough, a hurricane comes through, knocks down all the buildings, and it was it was a shit show for a few years, and then it is what it is today. And uh, they had the Orange Bowl, and Donna Shalala screwed that one up, and uh, <laughs> yeah, she chose not to renovate it, and now yes, they are playing an hour away. And Miami, that city, is already a town where unless your sports team is winning. You're not going to get fans. I mean, when I was there, you couldn't even get a, a you couldn't go to a sports bar to watch the Miami Heat. And uh, LeBron was there, but as soon as he left town, it was like a ghost town, you know. And the most I I went to a few Marlins games, and the most <laughs> people I saw at Marlins ballpark was for a Joel Osteen uh, event that I was dragged to. So Miami, yeah. sorry, yeah. Yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah, I, I mean, talk about just a match made in heaven. Like the ultimate <laughs> grift meets the ultimate grift. Yes. <laughs> so, I've, I've got to go all. on a crusade through the South. I'm going to It was Miami. the funniest shit. The worst part was I was with my uh, ex-girlfriend at the time who was Mary Kay sales director. So I, it was like being a Stepford boyfriend being dragged all this <laughs> stupid shit. 
And I had to go to <laughs> oh this gosh, thing with Joel Osteen, and I was like, um, oh a God. Mary Kay Joel Osteen event in yeah. Miami oh, Marlins oh, oh. Stadium. <laughs> <laughs> On the plus side, I did get to drive the pink Cadillac to Disney World, so that was fun. Sweet. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, that's a little bit about me. All right. Well, now you know my buddy Kevin and why I think he's amazing. Um, so this is our college football preview, and we're going to try and do a better job of uh, previewing and um, reacting now that Scotty's in the Eastern time zone. Woo, I'm back. We don't got to worry about that three-hour difference. Makes it hard. Um, but oh, back. I wish I was in the land of COVID. Look away, look away. Oh my gosh! <laughs> hey, uh, you might be in the land of COVID, but you're also in the land of football games people actually watch. That's true. So you're it's welcome. true. I'm gonna miss my 9 a.m. football though. Ugh. Are you though? I don't think you're. Yeah. We right. start early in the morning. It's great. No. Gotta watch Premier League in the morning and then watch college football. That's, that's been my system I, for a while. I do get up every morning to watch game day on Saturdays, but I kind of there is that point after thirty minutes watching. Like, man, I really wish we could see real football now, and you've never had to worry about that on the West Coast. That's true. Mm-hmm. That's true. Do you guys find like during the season when you're it's like midweek and you're just picking up a game, like you start following a random ass team that you would never follow, but you do because you just see them on like every time. Like mine is Tulane. Every time I turn on a game during the midweek, it's always Tulane playing somebody. So it's like, oh, okay. I guess I'll be that'll be you know my little appetizer before the weekend. <laughs> you must be referring to the Gamblers Addict Special, like oh, is that that game, where it's like talk it about exists. some action. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the action. It exists only for those people who who had a bad weekend <laughs> to kind of make some of that money back a little bit before the mm-hmm. the weekend right. comes again. Dad is going to get right before week two. I had a rough week, but this is this will be the band aid before I go back to war this Friday. <laughs> oh my gosh! Anyhow, um, I thought we'd start that's, with that's basically what week zero is like. So yeah, yeah we can yeah. start with week zero. I was going to do like general season stuff but let's just start with week zero and then we'll do general season stuff and the reason is because week zero is appropriately named because it may as well not even be a thing but there are games this saturday that allegedly count like hawaii and vanderbilt hawaii Uh, is playing vanderbilt in hawaii the rain the rainbow warriors and the nerds of nashville i mean that game is really important to see if either of those teams can hit the over on their win totals which are both oh boy very low (laughs) Like well, two and a half. And the, we'll finally be able to see if Vanderbilt is going to be the next great power. I think Vandy's set. win total was two and a half, actually. Yeah, Vandy's two and a half. Hawaii is four and a half. Big numbers. I'd bet the under on both of those, if I'm being honest. Well, one of them has to win this first game. <laughs> I know. Unless, That's where it gets unless, interesting, right? <laughs> uh, they don't forget get, we where got they the, play the game. Hawaii. Hawaii. It's in Hawaii. Vandy's favored by eight and a half. It, Vanderbilt went out there like they're already out there. They went out like a week or two early to be totally adjusted. Yeah, yeah. And uh, you know, basically, they're know. treating it like a bowl game right. because this is <laughs> the closest game. they'll ever get. Mm-hmm. There'll probably yeah, I mean, be more people. There'll probably be more Vandy fans at that game than there will be at any Vanderbilt home game. Yikes! Oh man, Hawaii. I mean, I gotta not gonna lie. Hawaii's nice. It's a fun trip. I, yeah. If I was a Vandy fan, I would just be like, heck yeah, sign me up. I'm going. <laughs> yeah. Why not? If you're on Oahu, go to Leonard's. I'm telling you, that's the good stuff. Hope see you guys next season. Hawaii home and away. Or oh, schedule man. Hawaii away and away. What was like, how about you You don't come to Athens? We'll just come to Hawaii twice. <laughs> <laughs> Let's do that. No. Uh, I was going to say, uh, I don't know. Uh, I opened CVS's like, week zero thing. And it's interesting because they list ticket prices <laughs> to the right. <laughs> so I'm going to quickly read you the games. I mean, super quickly. And then you're going to tell me which one has the, te- the cheapest ticket price. You have Austin oh Peay, Western Kentucky. You have Nebraska Northwestern, which they didn't put a price there. So exclude that one. Because they can't UNLV. convert it to euros. <laughs> <laughs> Is that, that's the one that's happening in Ireland. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, Idaho State, UNLV, Wyoming, Illinois, UConn, Utah State, Duquesne, Florida State, Charlotte, FAU, Florida AM, North Carolina, North Texas, UTIP, Nevada, New Mexico State, Vandy, Hawaii. 
I mean, it's got to be. It's either got for the most expensive. I mean, it's got to be either Hawaii or the uh, one in in Ireland. I mean, hell, it, you you are mm-hmm. correct. The most expensive one is Vandy Hawaii. Now, the one in Ireland, I don't have a ticket price, so uh, it might. Be. It's, it's got to be in the thousands. No, no, no. Well, so I also have a schedule up and see prices, and it lists uh, Nebraska Northwestern as tickets as low as sixty-seven dollars, Vandy Hawaii oh. as low as fifty. Mm. So basically, those two games are just. A more or less face value. Yeah, I'm gonna say how about, though, and a flight, a very expensive. Yeah, how about flight. airline ticket prices? I was thinking about that. Yeah. Oh, you were factoring they should the have total listed. cost. Kevin was already in his head going, "Okay, oh, yeah. I'm gonna pay for a flight, a hotel. I don't Dude, need right. to eat. I don't and, need and to that's, what, they, that's what they should have listed here. The ticket price is irrelevant. Fifty dollars, well, sixty dollars. That's the same thing because your flight's a thousand. We'll see also, that. Uh, that's kind of a segue for that. The reason I thought about that is because in 2013. When Auburn was playing the national title out in Pasadena, my sister just randomly out of the blue buys me a ticket to the game. And I'm living in <laughs> Miami at the time, and I got no way in the hell to get $3,000 to go fly over there. Did and she then know find a way. it was on the other side of the country? Yeah, yeah. And then, oh. then I had to figure out, okay, if I get the 3000 <laughs> to fly over there and fly back, I got to find a way to get to the damn airport to the stadium, which you have to get on a bus and a train. Was this and before I was, Uber, I guess? Yeah, and I was, was like... So, and I told her to sell the ticket back. She lost three hundred bucks, and I was like, <laughs> 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 just... <laughs> "Any guesses on the cheapest ticket?" I have a guess. I think it's going to be Western Kentucky Austin P because folks in Appalachia are, well, as you say, Poe. <laughs> Actually, no. According to my CBS page, that one's twenty five dollars, starting at twenty five. Yep. Oh, what's the cheapest? Where, where is Austin P? Cheapest, I know. It's in Tennessee, right? It's in Tennessee? Okay. Yeah. Uh, cheapest one, according to me, is Charlotte FAU at, at FAU. Tickets starting at eight bucks. Oh, it lists seven on ESPN, seven dollars. Oh, that's a deal. Send me the link. I need that deal. Uh, Florida State plays. Are they gonna. What if they lost to Duquesne? Is that possible? <laughs> now, do we know for sure that's football or is this just a basketball game? <laughs> Out. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It's, it's a brutal week zero. It's not good. No. I mean, the Nebraska Northwestern will be interesting for 15 minutes because it's in Dublin. But then after that, I'm going to be like, oh, okay. But Nebraska <laughs> hasn't been relevant for 30 years. I mean, and they're they're done. They're no, no, you can't. How are you going to recruit a kid in Nebraska? Come out to the cornfields. <laughs> Unless they start uh, bringing in that corn money, you know. <laughs> Big corn needs to get involved at Nebraska. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Big corn. Yeah, um, I don't know. It That's been the question. Can Nebraska ever come back? Some people think, it, oh, you know, they were a powerhouse in the 90s. Surely they can crawl back. But I'm not so sure well, anymore. Uh, step one is Big Ten money. Because mm-hmm. right now, the Big Ten... Oh boy, they got a lot of money coming in. Mm-hmm. So if they, you know, big picture, long term, if the Big Ten says, "Hey, our TV deal is bigger than everybody else," you know, I think it is about time we started paying athletes because <clears throat> we can afford to, and you can't. Um, if that were to happen and things change, right? Then all of a sudden, middle of nowhere, Nebraska starts paying people, and who knows? But it kind of like, you know, hey, Tennessee managed to actually pay a high school quarterback to come play there for the future. They don't have a lot of kids to recruit, but they can pay somebody $8 million. Yeah. Did that quarterback finally move on from Nebraska? I felt like he was quarterback for Martinez. Martinez. Yes. He is now the quarterback for Kansas State. He's still in college. He's got to be 30 years old. He's still in corn country, too. And the Nebraska quarterback is a cast-off quarterback from Texas. And the Texas quarterback is a transfer from Ohio State. Yeah, uh, uh, Quinn Ewers, right? Okay, that yes. was interesting. Yeah. Did you see how that unfolded? I think it was this past week. I heard... He was, he was always the starting now. quarterback. That's how I interpreted it, but everyone else is, you know, talking about how it was kind of... You know, it wasn't announced by the head coach kind of thing. Right, or by any which coach. is <laughs> right, which realistically is one of those things where they it's like a Friday news dump. 
right? They just, you know, do their whole media segment. And then at the very end, the SID or whoever is like, oh, and by the way, the starting quarterback is so-and-so. Have a nice day, everyone. Goodbye. <laughs> so that they don't all just <laughs> spend their entire media session answering questions about the quarterback. Right? Well, <clears throat> Auburn's already going to have That's the Occam's razor. We, we've got one of our quarterbacks who's arrested for evading the police on a moped. Oh, um, who is that? Another, but did TJ it work? Finley. Did it work? Oh, Finley, but he's supposed to be the starter. He was. Then we got Zach Calzada, the shitty transfer from Texas A&M. <laughs> Allegedly, yeah. he's like third string now. Yeah, it's going to be fun, man. It's going to be, you know, we got we have a couple of victories that we can count on against Western Kentucky and Mercer. And oh, San Jose State, and then we play. We also have Penn State on the schedule again. Yikes! So, yeah, and then you know we'll probably lose to LSU and Georgia and Bama and just the usual suspects. Fun times, man! It's going to be great. Great season. I actually, I actually think Penn State's going to be pretty decent this year. Yeah. You think Penn State? Is that you said? Yeah. 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 I mean, I don't think they're going to be like top five good or anything like that. But I think no, they'll be pretty good. No, but they're competing for like that second place school behind Ohio State in the Big Ten, right? Yeah. It's either them or <laughs> Michigan. So you guys are all Georgia guys. Are you uh, Stetson Bennett fans, or you want to see Carson Beck or Gunner Stockton, or you know? Uh, I don't feel super strongly. I don't. I don't know. I don't it, care. I, I've yeah. long. My opinion has always been. I don't care who the quarterback is as long as he's playing well and winning. I do see why people get annoyed, but I also think those people are stupid, so whatever. And I it's think one of those has done a hell of a job. Yeah. It's also one of those things where we've never seen any of the other quarterbacks yeah. actually play college football. True. So yeah. it's hard to have a really good informed opinion. I think a lot of people would love it if Somebody say like Vandegrift won the job over Stetson because that would be great because that would mean that your really talented guy had passed the veteran guy in terms of consistency and running the offense and all that kind of stuff. And then you'd feel like you're in a great position. But other than that, it's just a big black hole of like they don't let anybody go see practice. Yeah. <laughs> no one knows what's going on. Yeah. So. I just think I think Kirby's like one of those guys. Once he knows who he trusts, he has a hard time giving it up to somebody else who who could do it, who has more maybe has more talent than Stetson. But Stetson has earned every right to to be the starter, in my opinion, too. But I I totally see why you guys would be wanting to see these other cats who may transfer at some point. So, no, oh yeah, I, I mean, eighty uh, percent of top one hundred quarterback recruits transfer. So, you know, the assumption is any highly ranked quarterback recruit you get will transfer. Mm-hmm. It is unusual for a quarterback to not transfer, right? So any quarterback you get, just assume they will not play for you. That's safe. Yeah, that's the best assumption. I think the exception the, is the quarterback that actually starts. True. I think I'm on the same page with uh, my other peers from UGA. I think I did not start out the biggest fan of Stetson. I wanted JT Daniels to play because he seemed to be a sharper arm, but I have since been converted. I have my Stetson Bennett print ready to be framed. Uh, I don't really, I don't think he's special as a, like a, as a quarterback talent wise, but I think he's earned the right to stay and, you know, I don't know. He gets it done. And and Hey, I mean, there's a chance he's not the quarterback come the end of the season, right? Like, that's a very real possibility. You well, know, there's, uh, there's... quarterback is one of those things that gets a lot of discussion and you get a lot of narratives like built around quarterback without actually having ever seen most of the quarterbacks play on the field or like ever seeing practice or things like this. So, like, I don't know. I mean, does Kirby really want to like stick with his guy at quarterback? I don't know. I mean, they like Stetson started most of the 2020 year after people were yeah. injured and they yeah. immediately replaced him again with JT Daniels for 2021. It's just Daniels then got hurt. Right. So well, I figured they out, I figured tried out really hard. His movie. 
if if he ever makes a film about it, they could call it Van Wilder Two: The Mailman. <laughs> oh gosh, Stetson does have a very good story and a very fun Good Morning America interview. Oh, yes, he's so wasted. Awesome. He's the goat when it comes to post game interviews. That's so fun. Um, yeah, it, I do. Think, I will uh, say. Oh, go ahead. I'll say it will be interesting to see this year how good Stetson is or isn't as the quarterback, right? It will probably be a more balanced team where you rely on the offense and defense a little more evenly, but he's actually also coming into the season as a starter on purpose, which has never happened. They've never tried to let him start. They've never tried to let him get on the field. They've tried to not let him on the field, but now he's a starter on purpose, actually gets to practice, which he used to not get to practice. He had to go run scout team. Right, so you know, will he actually improve from all of that and be better? It might not show up statistically. Um, he could be better and not put up the same efficiency numbers because more is asked of him. Um, but so I'm curious to see, yeah, how that plays out. Yeah. Hey, I the good think... news is, the good news is he probably has a real girlfriend, unlike Manti Teo. Uh. uh... Okay, you so I've course, watched part one. You, yeah, you of course are referring to the recent Netflix untold uh, episodes of Manti Teo and the Fake Girlfriend. <laughs> yes, I, I I watched that thing and I'm like, man, this this guy has got to be the dumbest dude in the face of the planet. <laughs> I mean, how do you not know? You know, and the guy, the the girl or whatever, the man <laughs> or whatever it is, has transitioned. You know. I mean, how does that person not go to jail? Like, what, you know, I don't know. This is, I think what blew, what blew my mind. You saw part one, Justin? Yeah, I saw part one. So the cliff, spoilers, cliffhanger is, is, you know, this person, Rania, has been using, you know, his high school girl's photos to build this fake persona. And then the cliff, the sort of the mic drop of part one is, oh, she might have, she looked to be complicit with it to some degree. (laughs) In Manti Teo's defense, Notre Dame thought they had a chance to beat Bama, too, so they're just not <laughs> known for their judgment. Yeah, that was one of the most epic things I've ever seen in a championship game. Dude, I believe Lord. it was Urban, Urban Meyer at halftime said, uh, one of the ESPN hosts kicked it over to him and was like, so what does Notre Dame got to do to get back in this game? And Urban Meyer said, like, they got to hope Alabama doesn't come back for the second half. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was, I was living in Miami at the time when they were, when that game was going on. And I shit you not, this, the whole city filled up with Bama fans. And I used to go to Hooters and Coral Gables to watch oh, all my games. And, well, I didn't have any place to go watch games. So yeah, they, they got have no place good, to they go. Got good wings. Listen, they, they got, got no place wings. to go. They got good wings. They got beer. Like, why wouldn't yeah. I go to Hooters? I would stay there for hours. And, and the Bama fans showed up in droves. <laughs> I'd stay there for hours. I would. Because <laughs> I know, it was, Kevin. I know. It was the only place. Are we in sure town this isn't could... Chipper Jones on the podcast? <laughs> yeah. I'm telling you, it was the only place in <laughs> town I could face, go to watch Auburn with. Under interruption, you know? people are so, so confused. I'm like, I thought Jonathan said Kevin was in small group with them. <laughs> I'm just that was before life before small group. <laughs> that was B B B S. Yeah, I, I was out there evangelizing. <laughs> I was there. I was just listening to these ladies. <laughs> <laughs> I did. All right, I did have... Hugh Freeze has entered the chat. <laughs> I did actually have. Uh, a lesbian couple buy my dinner for me. Oh, at, at that Hooters. Now, did they both work at Hooters, or were they just for eating at Hooters? No, they were. They, they were there for the wings, Hooters. Scott. They were there. For they the were wings. there for the wings. <laughs> the wings and the football. That's all they were there for. I, I remember that day. I started there at like noon, and I was God. I think I left at like nine o'clock that night. You shut you it know. down. Yeah, you shut it down. <laughs> <laughs> Good times. Uh. Uh, okay, so is there anything uh, moving out from just week zero? Is there stuff general season overall that any of you find really interesting, are looking forward to, ready to make fun of, etc.? I think one big picture trend I'm interested to see is whether or not the sort of like tier one teams are really continuing to separate from the rest of college football. So like last year, 
Georgia and Alabama on paper had the two most talented rosters in football. And I think based on the recruiting rankings, those were two of the more talented teams ever on paper. This year, Alabama has an even more talented team, which is on paper the most talented team in the history of college football by recruiting rankings. Um, Alabama, I think maybe their 2017 team holds the records for most draft picks on one team. And soon that will be broken by 2018 Bama or 2020 Georgia or whoever, right? Like the old standard of, oh, 2000s Miami, like they had so many draft picks. That's Alabama, Georgia, and Ohio State's roster every year. As many draft picks as those Miami teams that are like hallowed, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but Scott, let me so tell I'm you curious how expanding to see. the playoff. Let me tell you how expanding the playoff is going to fix that problem. Yeah, I can't wait to see NC State get in the playoff because, man, they're just going to have a chance. The Wolf Pack, baby. So anyway, <clears throat> I'm, I'm curious to see it. A lot of the preseason predictions also really have Alabama, Ohio State, and Georgia as kind of a top three group and a really big gap from them down to, you know, the rest of college football. So I'm curious to see if it really plays out that way, but mm-hmm. that's the way some of the recruiting rankings have been trending for the last five years. And you've seen some of the playoff results too, right? Where like you get into the playoffs, the real two best teams in the playoffs they're winning their playoff games by like 30 a whole lot of times. Like these aren't close. So I think that's, that's, I think that's the thing I want to see is I'm tired of seeing blowouts in the playoffs. And I don't know. I, I know, I know you, where you guys are coming from, but I get tired of seeing two sec teams in it every year. Um, I, I think that it's not great for college football. I think we got to get to a point where I know, and I know this is a, nobody will really agree with this, but, What's the point of having a conference champion if if the you know if oh, it doesn't really matter you know like yeah, what, it doesn't count you know yeah it's it's almost silly really um, to, yeah. to even play the game because they're just going to be in the playoff which is fine whatever it's the system we have but if you know I don't know in the perfect world in my perfect world what I do is which I know is an unpopular opinion. I would have all the conference champions in the playoff and hell with it. I don't Ooh. care. I don't care. You know, I don't know. It's it you works tell, for the other. You can tell Kevin doesn't divisions. watch much much soccer. You know, he doesn't watch much soccer. I don't know. I just I'm over I'm over Alabama and Georgia every year. That's the, that's where I'm at. And Ohio State too. I've had enough. So I want to see other oh. teams in. But yeah, yeah, they need to win. They have to not, win. Yeah, it's Lucky. it's not a great setup from like yeah. an actual quality of playoff games it's not a good setup from a sustainability standpoint because it gets stale for a lot of people because the numbers are small um hell i'd even uh, i'd even at this point i'd even take top 10 teams throw them in a playoff i don't care how you figure it out get them i don't know just something it's it's this 14 playoff format can't last forever the money is oh no it won't yeah, yeah. yeah. It, it's just on. They're just going to keep it until, until the contract. It's time to yeah, yeah renegotiate the TV contract. So, which is how but it's I always you, been, right? It's a one way street. What I feel like though is interesting is that Notre Dame, they would be completely irrelevant without the NBC contract. And if I'm NBC, Notre Dame is another television program. Only people, in my opinion, that watch that shit is Notre Dame fans. <laughs> and I just and sports. I don't know. How many more? How many more? You know, it is. But how many more years are they going to get the benefit of the doubt? You know, so I don't know. The super conference thing is happening. You know, I think that's another thing that's going to change the whole thing. Uh, I think Texas and Oklahoma are in in for a rude awakening when they get to the SEC and they realize that they had a better, they would had a better chance making the playoff if they had stayed in the Big Twelve. But depending depending on the size of the playoff at that time, but that's true. Yeah. 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 it's it's probably still better odds from the Big Twelve, but if yeah. the playoff goes to sixteen or something, then it's not all that terribly different because the fifth team in the SEC will be getting in, and that <laughs> will be Oklahoma, and yeah. Texas will be twelfth, and they weren't going to be in the playoff anyway. Yeah, facts. Follow the money. I, I am curious to see yeah. if some of these teams like Texas, uh, Tennessee. The second year coaches that 
we'll have some good offenses or maybe good offenses if those teams can try to pulse defensively and whether Texas and Tennessee could have good teams. I'm also curious to see what we get out of some of your blue bloods like Oklahoma, Notre Dame, and LSU, all yeah. with new LSU, coaches. I have no idea. So it's it's definitely a year where like you got Oklahoma, Notre Dame, LSU, all with new coaches. They're probably not all going to be super great in year one. So, you know, that makes a little bit of room for Tennessee or Texas to be quote-unquote back. Makes a little room for Penn State, you know, to jump up over Michigan and be in the national conversation. Or makes room for Utah to uh, win the Pac-12 and squeak into the playoff. Squeak. At, At which point they would just get like the Michigan State playoff treatment. But right, but they'd be in the playoffs, so like good for them, I guess. Utah would win the Big Twelve over uh, Oregon, led by uh, by Bo Nix. Justin, I'm looking at a photo here. Oh yeah, Oregon and USC also first year head coaches. Obviously, I left them out, but lot and Miami, lots of big programs, lots of programs that have won national titles in the last couple decades, even if they aren't all great right now. Yeah, lots of. Lots of programs that are blue bloods with new coaches, and I I, I think that's interesting with Oregon. Like I just Bo Nix to me is just not that great of a quarterback. I mean, he regressed every single year at Auburn. Now, part of that was him. Part of that was coaching. Part of that I was about system. to say you did have Brian Hart, you know, and he had you know he also had different coordinators each time too. But it's like at what point you know I don't know. He's it's it's going to be a blood show, and when when they come down to play Georgia, it's going to be. I well, think that, that game is going to be like a 45-24 game. Yeah, Jordan. that game is going to be a bloodbath. But it remains to be seen whether the change of scenery will do Bo good. Because it could. He, it might. He's actually going to have uh, a coordinator he's worked with before for the first time yeah. in his career. Yeah, yeah. so that will be interesting so, to see. Yeah, he could have used some continuity and a chance to develop instead of a new coordinator every year and an offensive line that just told him to run for his life. Yeah. Justin, he's so good posted, at running for his life. Justin, I saw you posted this picture. Tell me about that. Oh, I just think Bodex just cracks me up. I know we said earlier on this is show this a, is that this his a name. Meme? What this picture? No, this is came this from. Meme? No, this came from Oregon's Twitter. I'm pretty sure. I think I pulled it from Oregon's Twitter. <laughs> he looks like he's getting scolded by his parents. Basically, Pat Nick's probably mad as hell. He's not still with the Plainsman, or maybe he's happy that he got away, away from that shit. I don't know. I, hey, we're glad to be gone with him too. Take his mileage. He, he says that now. Yeah, you say that now, but Calzada's running third string, and your Ooh. alleged starter got well. See, caught here's trying the thing, to escape man. the cops this, on his moped. This season, this season is already done. I'm just ready. Oh, this season's going to catapult Harson out, and then we can bring in the big guns, man. We're going to get a comeback in the universe, Urban Meyer. It's going to be awesome. You yeah. know, that's it, the it does work out because the last thing bargain. you, yeah, the last thing you <laughs> wanted was like Bo Nix <laughs> to like have a really good senior season and save Brian Harson. <laughs> yeah, you wouldn't want that. When you, oh, you hire Ur- Urban Meyer, you're guaranteed to win one national championship in at least five to six years of complete disarray. Before before so, the NCAA comes. And- brings the hammer down you know so it's a good thing you know (laughs) what do you guys think about all these uh contracts for coaches and all this money that's going to them i mean i this it's to me it's it's asinine like we should all be college football coaches because this is the only profession in the world you get fired and you get paid millions of dollars to be fired and not do your job like that's you might want to talk to your people about that one (laughs) (laughs) i know i'm putting my name in the ring man i'm telling you what (laughs) Yeah, I, yeah, I know. Fired. Yeah, sign me up. I know uh, Kirby Smart still has a pretty decent vertical, but I haven't seen him go up to intercept a ball since 1996, 97. How long has it been? Yeah, God. I think it was mid-90s. Good old days. Yeah. <laughs> uh, back when boys were men. That's right. Back when boys were men. Back Good when old Coach put... Donnie. <laughs> Jim. Uh, that guy still lives in Athens. Actually, all the former UGA football coaches yeah. still live in Athens. Uli, Goff, Donnan, Rick. I saw that's, Mark that's, Rick that's walking down the about, street the other day. Yeah. That says Aww. something about the University of Georgia. I mean, they it's a great place, and they have done, like, 
that it's a place you want to raise your family. It's a place to be, have a great coaching career. You know, Donnan could never get over the Florida hump. And then, and then the Georgia tech thing threw him off the bus, you know? Yeah. So which that Rick's, part wasn't totally on him, but that's yeah, a different that's story. <laughs> and Rick, in my opinion, it's like he took Georgia from, you know, for what, 20 years it was, they didn't even get to the sec title game and he turned them into that and got some recruiting. And then he put, fell off you know and now what, mm-hmm. what kirby has done is turn him into a machine so it's going to be fascinating to see if he can keep it up like saban has but i think saban is on the decline um i don't know how many more coaches he can flip through and we'll see we'll see how he much just, is recruiting he just got a know. big ass contract yeah mm-hmm. what is it, 98 million or something or 93 eight, million eight something years, like that. Yeah, eight it's worth yeah. mentioning they're both he and kirby smart are both re- uh represented by jimmy sexton Both of those deals were probably made at the same time. All right, Kirby, you're okay. We give you a shit ton of money, but Nick gets. You can be you can be the top paid coach for two months, and then Bama's going to (laughs) be putting Nick back on top. Yeah, I think I think Nick got his new contract exactly 33 days after Kirby got his raise. (laughs) There's only 18 percent more, right? That's probably correct too. The 33 part's actually right, but yeah. yeah. Here's a here's an interesting question I saw fielded on Twitter. Would Nick Saban have gotten as much money if he had beaten Kirby Smart in the national championship? No. Kirby got <laughs> Nick so much more money by beating him. His Kirby's contract wouldn't have been nearly as big, and so Nick's contract slightly one-up it. Yeah, Kirby made Nick at least $10 million minimum by beating him. Well, without Kirby they probably don't win as many titles at Bama as they have done with him as defensive coordinator. Nope, I mean, that was all Nick. That was all I Nick. Know. Yeah. It was all Nick and Scott Cochran until Scott Cochran left Alabama. Then it was oh, yeah. Nick. Scott Cochran was not a part of that success. Nope. And neither was Kirby. <laughs> <laughs> That's the funny thing about Alabama now. It really doesn't matter who's calling plays or doing whatever. Like, I don't know what is, like what is Bill O'Brien doing that Steve Sarkeesian wasn't doing. Do you know? Versa? Do you know that Bill O'Brien was the offensive coordinator for Georgia Tech in the early two thousands? After Ralph Regan left, he was a quarterbacks coach, and he became offensive coordinator. And then he went off to Penn State and in New England, and it's just fascinating to me some, where some of these coaches began. You know. Did he yeah, coach weren't with they actually? Ball? They were good on offense when he was there, right? Yeah, they had uh, they had George Godsey and Joe Hamilton back in those days, mm-hmm. and then then uh, good old Chan Gailey came along, and he got <laughs> he got Reggie Ball. And this is the funny part about Reggie Ball: he is the winningest quarterback in Georgia Tech history. He won twenty eight games. I love that. He's, I love he's that. He's the greatest. So he's much. the greatest Georgia quarterback in my opinion. That ever. We played. love him. We love him. <laughs> <laughs> Throwing that ball away on fourth down. Oh, yeah. Memorable. Play. I forgot how to count, man. <laughs> At the Georgia Institute of Technology. And he failed out, too. <laughs> Did he that really? I didn't know right. that. that I don't know. Really. I'm not, not going to dog him for that. I'd probably fill out a tech, too. Yeah, that's a school. Gosh. That's a school. That's like a real, that's a real ass school. But no, I think it's funny, you know, I, my, so you guys don't know this, but my dad grew, went to Georgia Tech and he worked there for 20 years. So I grew up going to games there and like I grew up seeing a top 25 program and to see them now in this, this shit show that they have become. I mean, it's it goes back to running the triple option. But Jeff Collins is a snake oil salesman who couldn't coach his life out of a damn paper sack, you know. <laughs> um, and apparently he can't recruit either, which is no. literally supposed to be the thing he was going to be good at. Well, and that's what's funny. Jameer Gibbs transfers to Alabama, so it's I don't know. Well, it, the reason he can't recruit so well is because they had their social media guy quit, and they weren't they didn't have enough people to film workouts on the sidelines anymore. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Man, yeah. yeah. really if affected I re- recruiting. Yeah, if I remember yes. correctly, there was a story in the Athletic where they talked about his staff, and he had like a he had elevated the marketing guy to a similar position as like an kind of like an analyst or, yeah. you know, and they insane? called him more, they called him Morbius. Morpheus. Yeah. Morpheus. Some shit like Morpheus. that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like this is like, the dumbest thing ever. Is, I mean, listen, 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 it's only dumb because of who's doing it. Like I do think, especially in this day and age, your marketing has got to be on point, but when you don't got the goods, 
You don't need to be having nicknames for your it's damn like, yeah. it's, 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 it's dumb because it didn't work. You can't like have that right. well, you know bravado when you're finishing 54th in recruiting and right. you've never won more than three games. And you're going three and nine every year. Like, let me tell you something. This isn't a marketing issue at this point. <laughs> like, I promise you. Some of it could have worked. Like Waffle House <laughs> is a very respected brand and it's legendary yeah. in its own right. And using like the using the gold T and the ATL on their helmets. That's kind of a neat yeah. touch. Like some of but it works. It's, but... it's, it's just simple X's and O's, man. It's like freaking just, just win six games. Jesus Christ. How hard <laughs> is it to win six games? Hell, you know, it's, it's, I don't know. It's very like, hard. Right. The answer is yeah. very hard coach. Yeah, it is. It is. Hey, but anyway, two I seasons and he'll do it. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> By then there'll be a division two team, you know? So, <laughs> Wait, what was the nope. what was the thing I posted the other day? Hold on, I gotta look this shit up. Hold on, it was hate. Week Honestly, two. though, I I am of the opinion that the Tech Georgia game should be discontinued because it does nothing for Georgia and it does nothing for Georgia Tech, and it's a hey, waste. At this of point, time. it's borderline a hate crime. Yeah, it is. It really is. <laughs> it is. Oh, a here hate it was. Crime. Here's the stat: Mark Richt has won more has more wins at Bobby Dodd than Jeff Collins. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Mark Mark Richt Field at Bobby Dodd they, Stadium. They should rename it for him. You know. Uh, uh, that's funny. I was what, say, um, I... oh, I'm, I I wanted to ask you guys too though. Um, what's what? I know you guys went to Georgia, but what other stadiums have y'all been to, and what what other atmospheres do you like and, and have enjoyed? I've been yeah. to Jordan Hare, and I loved it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I love the War Eagle. I like Auburn. I thought it was really nice. It feel it it feels it felt like I was visiting Georgia's cousin in a weird way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I actually haven't had the pleasure of visiting very many college, uh, other college experience. I did Auburn, Jordan Hare when I was in school, and I almost did South Carolina, but then I didn't, mm-hmm. just because my grandma Good lived choice. there. Yeah, I did. Well, then, so, then when I've... then when I didn't, I realized the stadium was like not in Columbia. Well, it is, but it's not it's on like campus. Yeah, yeah, it's not it's, on campus. It's just a big parking lot. It feels like off-brand NFL stadium. Yeah. yeah. And it looks like a dead cockroach. Yes, but it does. It does. I've, seen it. I've seen it from the interstate, and it does yeah. look like a dead cockroach. The last time I was there, there was Stafford's freshman year, where I think we beat them 18 nothing. Yes, and correct. Spurrier was the coach, and Delicious. Spurrier getting shut out is always funny. Delicious. Yes. And after the game, I guess they always show the like coaches call in show, stream it on like their the big yeah. screen in the oh, stadium. Get out of here. So we, no. so yeah. So I sat there after the game and watched grumpy old Spurrier complain on TV for like an hour. Yeah, well, well we couldn't get, we couldn't score any points tonight. <laughs> I don't know what to tell you. My, uh, my, Spurrier uh, was my good team. for college football. I've also I've also in there and seen us lose at Vanderbilt and at Kentucky. Oh, so man. I have Wait, you went I have to put in my time. You went. So you, at you, Vandy you're no longer Kentucky? allowed to go on Georgia road games. And both were losses. <laughs> I went to the Kentucky game. This was probably that same season. The Randall Cobb this, year. Was that Randall uh, Cobb and Woodson? Stafford's, Stafford's freshman year where he got, like, you know, mugged. Like, after the game, he's, like, all <laughs> bruised and, like, bloody all over his face and his head. We lost that game. And Kentucky was maybe, like, okay. That was the year we were all up and down because Stafford was a freshman. So the next week... You know, my buddy at Auburn is like, oh, hey, you still going to come for, like, the Auburn game this week? And I was yeah. like, nah, man. I went to Kentucky last week. I'm not doing that crap. <laughs> and Auburn was, like, ranked fifth, and we won third. by, like, they four touchdowns. Yeah. Third. So I was, was at that game. Weird. We, Did you have a good I, experience at that game, Kevin? Hell no. I had to walk <laughs> a mile home back in the rain. You know, oh, I, to we, make we, we lost 37 to 15. I stayed through the whole game. Um, like and I remember fan. The the uh, but one of my best memories though was the SEC title game when we played South Carolina and we just annihilated them. It was like fifty six to seventeen. My I'm favorite play though, it was story. right before halftime and Cam Newton has the ball and there's like ten seconds on the clock. I'm like, we're gonna score a touchdown. There's just no way. And it was it was a hell mary, and we did. We scored a touchdown on ah. his boys and. But yeah, I've been I've been fortunate. Um, I've been to obviously I've been to Tech, I've been to Clemson, I've been to Florida State, I've been to Miami, I've been to Notre Dame in Georgia and Tennessee. Um, I've visited LSU and Florida, never gone to games there, but I want to. Um, it's it's fun. I went to yeah. I went to LSU 
in 08 maybe mm-hmm. and that was a good a fun experience and yeah clemson's fun i've been to clemson yeah. too clemson? Real, real quick Dude. kevin yeah real quick worst fans in your in uh, your opinion worst fans you guys no i'm just kidding <laughs> um, well i have seen the worst i listen i'll be honest all the sec teams have a shit load of shitty fans yes and this is all true. every team is and they're all super fans. drunk it yeah. depends yes, yes it yes. depends it literally depends on the weekends um, I'll be honest. My worst experience as a fan it was a Georgia Tech fan at a at a Georgia game, and the the Georgia fan barked in my face after we lost fifty one to seven. And well, so that's yeah. on you for yeah. being at a Tech game. Well, I, I get that. Yeah, but <laughs> I, I really I don't think, like when they bark at people in the face like that. But it's yeah, like it's, it's I, stuff like I, I that. now like it because of how mad yeah. it makes other fans. Yeah. I used to not well, like it, but now that I realize it really gets I, under other fans' skin. If I'm there yeah. personally witnessing it, I don't know. <laughs> but anyway. Um, no, LSU, it's either LSU and Tennessee and Florida. Those got to be the three worst fan bases. It's Tennessee. We know it's Tennessee. You stop. Well, they're all yeah, shitty Tennessee for their... Bad. Yeah. They're, they're all their diff- all unique different flavors like, of shitty. Like, Tennessee's like, we're going to throw trash and hopefully, you know, incapacitate yeah, like, the head I can coach deal, golf ball. I can deal with Alabama fans. Like, Bama fans, to me, it's like, what this is what they do, right? They win the national title and they see you with your stuff on. They say roll tide. And it's like, okay, whatever. You know, I did. It's like, they're not going to get in my face and bark. I don't have to worry about that. I don't have to worry about some drunk ass LSU or Florida or Tennessee fan, you know, trying to fight, you know? So that's, that's my opinion. <laughs> those three teams got the worst. LSU takes the cake though. Cause those really? guys, I've heard the opposite from people. I've heard people that say LSU mm, fans are nice. Mm, they're real, they're depending- really nice feeding yeah. you outside of the stadium before the game. Ah, okay. And then as the mm-hmm. day goes on, they get, you know, they more like occasionally fat, drunk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So they like fatten the calf. Yeah. Like Hansel and Gretel. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. They're fattening you up. To then they give you that raising canes. But, yeah. it, would, it would be fun. It would be fun to go to those stadiums. Like, I mean, I've been to Ohio State, too. Um, that stadium. So Tennessee was the loudest I've been to uh, away game-wise. Um, Ohio State was the largest the funny part about the Ohio State game I went to, it was Rutgers. So they were kicking their ass, but it was they were we were in the second level underneath the the third deck at the very back, and so your view of the field, you see the whole field, but you have to walk out of that deck to see the whole stadium because the damn thing's so big. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I, I uh, I've always wanted to go to a Michigan game. Um, you know, mm-hmm. I've I've got cousins that I had a cousin that played soccer at Virginia Tech. I've had cousins that played at uh, or went to Michigan. I've got, I got people who've gone to all these schools and I, I've never gotten a chance to go see them. Like I have a lot of family out in Texas that go to Texas A and M and Texas Tech. It would be fun to go to Kyle Field and see a game there. But it just, perfect segue. It's, yeah. it's nice segue. there. I mean, their whole setup yeah. is nice out there. I yeah. I've been to that campus a couple of times. I've not seen a game there, but it's a nice mm-hmm. yeah. Perfect segue. Now, now, will their record match the quality <laughs> of their buildings? Uh, to be determined. Justin, yeah. would you would you do the honors and uh, read that gem that you posted for us? In... Texas A and M. Perfect. Oh segue. man, I love <laughs> Texas A and M has become one of my favorite fan bases this off season. You know, it started with big oil coming in and bringing the best recruiting class ever, and it just keeps getting better and better. Uh, this this gym take comes to us from message board geniuses. Reliable sources at Texas A&M have also confirmed that the choice to name Quinn Ewers as the starting quarterback at Texas was not made by Steve Sarkeesian. And here goes a user named Kosag227. Nuclear bomb has been set. From my understanding from someone... <laughs> Directly involved with that program, Ewers has been entitled has been excuse me has been an entitled lazy piece of shit that has the arm of a god, but is way behind on the mental aspect of the game and has some serious work ethic issues. Points for originality. He's not popular in the locker room at all, and Card very much is. Talking about Hudson Card, former uh, five, yes, almost five star prospect. Yeah. yeah, everyone, and I mean everyone, though. Card thought he said he meant to say thought he said though he said though. everyone I mean everyone yeah though card, everyone <laughs> though card was clearly the better player at this uh, point in their careers <laughs> I'm not going to say it is a fact but it sure seems like the decision was made long before and was completely out of Sark's hands. <laughs> you know the craziest now, thing about this whole deal 
is that it What's might that? not even be like wrong or that far off. No, no, no. That's very possible. <laughs> I was like, Texas is so wild and so insane. It's like, eh, I can see it. Now, I'm of the opinion, I don't know if this is a hot take, I find Steve Sarkeesian to be mostly unremarkable as a coach throughout his whole career. Agreed. He's like too... He's never I gotten 10 wins. Yeah, yeah. And he, he's had some issues along the way. He's, he's an alcoholic, like, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, that's, I think he's recovered now, to be fair. He's recovered. He's, oh. You're always an alcoholic. Okay, well, right. you know what I mean. I don't think, I don't think he's gone back down that road. Uh, he's gonna he be hasn't. he's gonna be in for a sober awakening, you know. This, the Texas <laughs> it's, it's not Texas gonna A&M. be sober. He stays at Texas too much longer. He was sober when he had Bama players. I would. Yeah, he I was would in argue. the Nick Saban like coach. Re, what's it called? The coach. Uh, yeah. Uh, the, the Nick Saban uh, rehab, you know, rehab center, for yeah. wayward yeah. coaches. Rehab for wayward coaches. <laughs> you know, I would argue that Texas and Texas A&M have the most delusional fan bases too, because mm-hmm. Texas A&M, Texas for sure, holy crap. Texas A&M acts like they have done something, and they have not. They haven't done one damn thing. Even when they were in the Big Twelve, they were always Texas's yeah. little brother. What do you think is going to happen when Texas comes to the SEC? Oh, Big Brother's back. And both of them are not going to win the SEC. <laughs> so, I mean, has, has A&M even won a conference post-integration? No, I don't think so. <laughs> I think the last time they won was when Bear Bryant was coaching them in the Junction Boys years, in the 50s or whatever the hell that was. I mean, Junction they've never Boys, won I remember that title. movie. Oh, wait. They won the, okay, they won the Big 12 in 98. Oh, in 98. Football? Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Oh, okay. Who's on that team? Nice little we'll pin back to the twelfth man, uh, <laughs> which is now Seattle uh, Seattle Seahawks, who paid uh, the rights for that too. The Texas they A&M. took it. They took it from A and M, or they just share it with A and M. They they share it with A and M, much like Georgia shares the G from Green Bay. Okay, I have a, I have some insider scoop on that story. You What's do. I want to hear. Which, I've always been story? trying to find out. All right, so my dad. Grew up in Jessup, Georgia, which is in South Georgia. He played for a guy named John Donaldson. John Donaldson was one of Vince Dooley's assistants throughout the sixties mm-hmm. and left college. He went back to South Georgia to coach high school. Well, John Donaldson's wife was an art teacher, and you know she specialized in you know graphic design. And while she was at, while he was at uh, UGA, Vince Dooley, Vince Dooley decided he wanted to redo the logo on the helmet. So he, yeah. Yeah. So he asked, Hey John, I know your wife, she's like good with arts and stuff. <laughs> think she can whip us up something. It's like, well, sure. Vince, I'll see Vince. I'll see what she can do. And so she came up with this G and her idea was, Oh, it's shaped. It's, oh honey. It's shaped like a football. <laughs> and uh, they like it. And then somebody within UJ's athletic program says, this is really nice. It looks awful. A lot like the green Bay Packers. She yeah. Claimed ignorance that oh I, I didn't know about there with the team in Green Bay where's where even is Green Bay oh it's it one of them Yankee Town th- oh wow anyway <laughs> Yankee Town so they they maintained like oh they were those people maintained it was a coincidence it probably wasn't and they uh they paid to share the right so that's that's what I know about that story as I find that fascinating I found out about the uh, the bulldog head logo the old school one. Apparently, it was like one of the uh, coaches, one of the former players and coaches, he, he doodled that bulldog head, and they decided to make that the mascot logo, and uh, which is, I've tried to freehand that thing. That thing's hard to draw. I mean. You mean the it, one where he's like wearing a striped ball cap, and he looks like yeah. his jaw's about to fall off yeah. his face? Oh, man. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> so that was freehanded. Which, some, some guy freehanded that. One of the former Georgia athletes freehanded that, and they brought it in, and they made it a logo which is fascinating to me, which is another topic. These, if you look at a bunch of the old school logos for these schools, they all have sailor caps on them for some reason. <laughs> it was a nautical time, man. Yeah. Well, we're I, going uh, to war. I researched that and there was this artist out, I think he's out in LA or wherever the hell he's from somewhere in the West coast. Right. And he designed all these things and they all had sailor caps. And it's really funny, but I really like sailor caps. Like yeah, sailor cap kind of guy. that's right. So, <laughs> maybe it's yeah, really that... Popeye. Oh, yeah, yeah, wow. it was huge back in the day. So, anyway, well, we uh, we've reached the end of our time. I wanted Aww. to end with something very funny. All right, we can do a quick round robin. 
Who's everybody think is going to be the most disappointing team in college football this year? Okay. So to be disappointing, they have to have expectations. Like, so that, that's uh, I mean, not you know they I'm, they can I'm, some I'm pretty say. expectation, or, or they could just win no games. You know, no yeah. games. Yeah, I'm ready to see what I hope is a wonderful train crash in Gainesville, Florida. <laughs> Dude, now I, mean, I might be wrong, and it might not be that spectacular. But I know that Florida fans already want to fire the coach who hasn't coached a game yet. So that's always like. Kind of gets well, me excited. Back to Kevin's point about Florida fans being bad. This is a textbook, you know, case of why they're being shitty. Is that they have a coach who might actually be a good hire, but they're not giving him a chance to be a good hire. True, accurate. Well, do you know they still think like so many people think that Jim McElwain was the guy in that shark picture? But I researched that and I found out that it was actually the guy who is the CEO of Jimmy John's Sandwich Company. <laughs> Wait, they thought Jim McElwain was the, was was the Jimmy John guy in yeah. the shark picture. Yeah, I never so, heard that before. I knew it was a Jimmy John guy. I don't know. I don't know what he did wrong. I mean, he took the team to the SEC title game two years in a row, but it's like Jesus. But and you had Dan Mullen, who was a complete shit show. I mean, you come to the press conference dressed up as Darth Vader, and you've just totally lost me at any point. Like I have no respect. You know, like I know what he did at Mississippi State was great, but. You can't do that as the head coach of Florida and expect to be taken seriously. And, you it's, know. it's a bit problematic if you ask me, given Anakin's history of murdering younglings yeah, as well. Exactly. Accurate. Accurate. <laughs> anyway, so that's mine. That's 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 what I hope to witness. What about you, Justin? Uh, I've seen a lot of. I like Kentucky a lot. I like Mark Stoops a lot. I think Lexington's a cool college town. I think Mark Stoops is a great coach. I think he has one of the best gigs. In college football right now, but I feel like people are going way too high on Kentucky right now, and I think some people are going to be really disappointed when they turn up what seems likely. You know, some people like Chris Doring had him going eleven one on the SEC he Network. Was, he smacked his head on the way on on, on set. Probably, morning, I think. Probably. And the but loss I, wasn't Georgia. The loss was uh, Tennessee. Tennessee, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, as our friend, as my friend Daniel said, everyone's projecting there to be three eleven and one teams in the SEC East this year. Let's see how that works out. <laughs> I I don't buy the Will Levis hype. I also, you know, I think it's going to be hard that some of his supporting cast is gone. I don't. I think it's going to be hard with a new offensive coordinator, and he just seems like I don't know. I know the NFL scouts are high on him, but when I the way I picture them talking about Will Levis is very is how I you know very similar to how those old geezers in Moneyball were talking about the guy's jawline, his girlfriend. Oh, ain't got an ugly got an ugly girlfriend. Ain't got no confidence. Got no confidence. Like he's, he himself. just looks like an NFL quarterback, and he's just big eye candy. And I don't think I don't know. I I don't buy into the hype on Will Levis as much. So that's right. my. It's a it's a mild disappointment because I think they'll go like eight and four probably. Yeah, that makes that makes sense. Maybe nine and three. That's realistic. All right, Kevin, what's your biggest disappointment you think for this season? What team? Honestly, I I think it's going to be Alabama or Clemson, and uh, I think that Bama's going to get got at least twice. You think Bama's going to get got twice? Yes, I think Georgia's going to beat him. With the highest blue chip ratio in the history of blue chip ratios at eighty nine percent. Yes. Well, you see, yeah. the receivers aren't going to play that game, Justin. Oh, they so. well, they don't mm-hmm. got Mitchie and Williams, so yeah, they're not going to play. And maybe Dumbo Fisher, maybe Dumbo gets, I maybe Dumbo gets lucky twice. You know, who knows? Um, but I, I reference <laughs> Jimbo, Jimbo <laughs> Dumbo. <laughs> you think A and M might beat them in the regular? Who the hell knows? I mean, honestly, though, I'm I'm just so sick of Bama. It would be awesome if they lost twice, you know, or three times. I I don't know. It would be awesome if somebody else was in the SEC title game. Maybe LSU will surprise everybody with uh, Brian Kelly's family. You know, <laughs> family, family, my family, my family. Is it? Doesn't like he just give you vibes off. of? Doesn't he give you vibes of like extraterrestrial pretending to be a human? <laughs> oh, I thought I, was, I thought I was watching Dukes of Hazard with Boss Hog, man. It's like get them boys out, yeah. <laughs> All right, but, Scotty. What about yeah. you? What's your biggest disappointment? Probably USC. And I think so, South Carolina or Southern California? Southern Cal. I think, okay. you know, there's too many people that 
to think that they're just going to win the Pac-12 and like be in the talk for playoff contention. And they're more likely to be fighting to make a bowl game than they are to win the Pac-12. Right. I think they'll be okay. I think they'll win like eight games or whatever because they'll have some offense and a terrible defense and a first-year coach. But Hey, I have a very respected sports journalist who ranks uh, Southern California at third. I'll have you know. <laughs> Another, yeah. another. His name another is Colin Cowherd. Cowherd. Oh yeah, Cowherd. I've heard of him. He's got he's got Southern Cal at three and Texas at four. I have Southern Cal at three. I believe in Lincoln Riley and I believe. Hey, what's it? Oh, Lincoln Caleb Riley, Williams. Lincoln, yeah, Lincoln Riley, Lincoln the human, the human Ken doll, out in L.A. They don't even play an on-campus stadium. I don't know how far that stadium is from their campus. It's probably Century not far. City. But, you know. That's another stadium that can't draw people because people in LA don't go to the games unless they're winning, you know. Uh, but but Scott, you're totally right. There's too much hype, and it's year one. Yeah, I I think in the future, year two, three, and onwards, I, they'll probably be quite good. There is still a lot of talent in LA, but year one, not buying it. Cool, cool. Well, we will. Uh, I'm probably not gonna want to. Uh, review any of the games from this past weekend for, or excuse me from this upcoming weekend because it's week zero and i don't care um but uh next week i think we should definitely um preview the actual start of Woo! college football with with that um anyhow thank you kevin for joining us thank for you for week. having me you have a lot of uh historical stuff that I was not in the know about. Yeah, I have a lot of useless information. <laughs> the best kind. A blessing. A blessing <laughs> from the Lord. God's be praised. Oh.